Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Uh, reading this from Fox News right now, it says, The Biden administration involved itself in the raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, despite reports that its officials were stunned to find out about the news on social media. Now, how do we know this? Well, according to the group America First Legal, they obtained internal government documents related to the raid through a Freedom of Information Act request. This is a pretty big deal. Not surprising. I think we all kind of suspected this, but still a big deal. And then I saw, oh, America First Legal. They were the ones to do this. I know I know a guy with them. So John Zadrozny is joining me. He is with America First Legal. He's been on the show before. John, how are you today, my friend? I'm great, Yappy. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. So talk about what exactly uh, your group found out. So thank you. So uh, what we basically found was we had done a FOIA request after the raids happened at Mar-a-Lago back in August in 2022. If you remember, uh, the White House said that they had no knowledge, no awareness, no briefing, no heads up that that raid was happening. Uh, at the time, it didn't pass the smell test for any of us because there's no way that a, any White House, Republican, Democrat, anything, would ever have allowed the raid of a former president's home without some sort of awareness. It was a, an unprecedented, ground-shaking event, and of course they would have known. However, I think most people were willing to give them a little bit of a pass that maybe they just had a heads up and they let DOJ do its thing. Well, no, it's worse than that, Yappy. The documents we were able to obtain from the National Archives and Records Administration show that the White House requested what's called a special access request uh, of the National Archives, which basically allows a current administration to access another president's documents. That's rarely done uh, in advance of those documents becoming public documents. Usually it's the sort of thing that you do if, for example, a president just wants to find out what a specific internal conversation was on an issue that they're dealing with domestically or internationally, but it's certainly not for a criminal prosecution. So it looks like not only did the Biden White House know about this, but that they were the ones who orchestrated and initiated the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Well, and why why did they want those documents, did it say? Uh, and no, it didn't. Uh, but actually, what, what's, uh, they, they did say, you know, the, the documents do show that basically they think that they were classified inform- there was classified information there. But the thing that we all know from the president's own team was that those conversations had been going on uh, in a very calm, orchestrated, you know, normal manner between the National Archives uh, and the Department of Justice and Donald Trump's team at Mar-a-Lago, right? So, like, it's not like they weren't working on that. What what appears to have been the case was they just wanted something tr- something inside the White House and Joe Biden's political team triggered interest at that time. And I've got my theories as to why. Uh, okay. Okay. Do you want to say one of those theories? Yeah, well, the two, two theories, uh, one is pretty obvious. One's a little more subtle. Uh, one is that they basically wanted to hurt Donald Trump because they knew he was going to be running for president. Now, he hadn't announced at that time, but I think everyone kind of knew he was running for president. The writing was on the wall, and the special access request was made in May of 2022, which was right around the time when campaigns were heating up for the fall. So maybe they said, look, we can 
hurt Donald Trump and maybe put a dent in some of the congressional races if we raid Donald Trump's home. But Yaffe, I think the other reason has to do with Joe Biden himself. If you recall, we've since found out since those midterm elections uh, that Joe Biden had hundreds, if not thousands, of classified documents scattered across multiple locations. And he took them when he was not legally allowed to have them, when he was a senator and a vice president, which he, neither position gave him the authority to take those documents with him. So I think they knew that in the spring of 2022. Uh, they, you recall they, they said they only found out after the election. We know that's nonsense. Um, we've since discovered that, that they knew that as early as the spring. So I think this was orchestrated to make Donald Trump the bad actor and sort of paper over whatever else came out regarding Joe Biden. Oh, interesting. So you're saying Joe Biden, the White House kind of knew that that was going to come up and they're like, well, we'll do it to Trump first, make him look bad so we're not as focused on Joe Biden. That That is an interesting strategy. You know, I was listening to a conversation, I believe on Meet the Press, with uh, one of Trump's lawyers on the classified documents case, and he said, look, usually when you have a documents dispute like this, even with classified material, it's settled in civil litigation like you usually don't have like some kind of criminal prosecution a raid involved or anything like that it's either worked out between them and the president and if the archives doesn't get it they can sue in civil litigation if they want to but somehow we went straight to this criminal this criminal prosecution is that because the white house was involved Uh, that's the theory in fact the white house seems to have made that request on behalf of the department of justice uh, so you're correct regarding the civil nature of most of those types of disputes. That's what should have happened. And again, from all we understand, uh, there were pretty cordial conversations between uh, uh, Donald Trump's team at Mar-a-Lago and federal officials regarding the documents. But that wasn't that wasn't providing the uh, the political vis- visible bang that they needed for for their own purposes for both the cover up of Joe Biden's theft of documents and to hurt Donald Trump. So I think that's why they initiated. Uh, it on behalf of the Department of Justice. And yeah, I think it is. It did take on a criminal nature because of that request. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. More than likely. It's very interesting. John Zadrozny, he's with America First Legal. So do you think all of this will come up in the court case and maybe Trump will not be indicted or do you still think he'll probably be indicted over this? Well, I think this is a, I can't really answer that question. I'd say this, I think Donald Trump has a far better foundation for claiming that he had total right to have those documents. I mean, we still have to have a conversation about uh, whether or not a president's taking of documents in and of itself is a declassification act. Um, and I, we talked about this a while ago when this all happened. You know, you, you basically had Donald Trump ordering documents be declassified. He took some stuff with him that he believed was declassified. And is that enough? And I think the answer probably from a constitutional perspective needs to be yes, just because some bureaucrat in an agency didn't carry the one in paperwork doesn't mean that that didn't get fulfilled. And by the way, what Donald Trump did is what every president has done, I'm sure. I'd love to know how many classified documents Barack Obama has sitting up in Calorama Street up in northwest D.C. Uh, but the bottom line is it's just something we'll find out. I think that he's got a stronger argument than, than Joe Biden did, who took documents when he was never president.
Yeah, when you're talking about a constitutional question as well, maybe it goes up to the Supreme Court on that. I don't know. I, I tend to agree with you on that. But even Trump's lawyer was talking about, look, presidents will keep something of a personal nature that's kind of like a momentum that might have been classified. And that's something all presidents have done. And that's a part of the Presidential Records Act that they're allowed to do that. And, you know, I hear that and I'm like, then what are we even talking about here? Even the Washington Post suggested that the main reason Trump kept it is because he wanted it. It was like a personal memento to him. Yeah, yeah, you'll recall, remember the the justification for that raid and for the very visible uh, approach to this was that he had something dangerous. He had nuclear secrets or something. And it turns out that was all garbage. It turns out maybe he had a handwritten note from Kim Jong-un or something. And the, the reality is the left was going to have any, they were, they were going to make up any excuses they need to get that visual of the raid and the wrongdoing on the part of Donald Trump. Um, but it turns out that it probably was all innocuous. I think we do have to answer this question, though. What is declassification? Who's in charge of that? We need to really get back in, in this way and many, many others to a foundational view of the Constitution. And the president has that power, and we should just... It, this would all be pretty easily taken care of if we just went back to the Constitution and uh, looked at it through a logical lens. Oh, I mean, so many issues would be taken care of, like you said, if we went back to the Constitution and looked at it through a logical lens. So I know uh, you've been... Keeping up with the other court case, Alvin Bragg uh, actually indicted Trump. I haven't talked to you since then. What, what are your thoughts on all that? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, Yaffe, I am also uh, an alumnus of the New York County District Attorney's Office. I worked there when uh, it was not run by morons, and uh, I, it was a true honor and a privilege to be there. You, that's when crime used to be taken seriously in New York County. I, it's kind of a disgrace on a lot of levels. I'll tell you, though, had I ever put an indictment like that through the grand jury, uh, I would have been fired. It's actually facially insufficient in a lot of ways. 34 counts of nothing. Um, you, you don't actually even really know what the underlying crime is. And, oh, by the way, the statute of limitations has also probably run on it, which means that they can't charge that crime. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a total mess. But as you know, it's not about actually following the law. It's about hurting Donald Trump. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems to me that, I mean, is Bragg really just this dumb? Or does he understand, does he know inside that, this is a weak case, but it doesn't matter. He can kind of put it out there and hope something comes of it or at least set some kind of precedent. I think it's the latter. I mean, everyone needs to remember Alvin Bragg ran for New York County District Attorney uh, to, to basically prosecute Donald Trump. That was his basic campaign approach. Uh, he lobbied on it. He wanted to do it. He said he would do it. He committed to doing it, and he's done it. And I don't think he really cares what the result is. I mean, obviously, he'd probably like a conviction, but, uh, you know, let's look at the timeline. The timeline tells you everything you need to know. The motions are due in uh, December of 2023, and then the trial is supposed to happen in January of 2024. Well, what happens in January? The Iowa caucus. So, uh, yeah, it's all political. It's all garbage. And I, hopefully, though, you know, I, I did have the privilege of being in front of a New York County jury or two they're pretty normal, smart people for the most part. Um, at least they take violent crime seriously. I, I don't know if New York's gone crazy since since I worked there, but uh, I I think it's a it's a terrible indictment. It's very flimsy and it's an embarrassment to the office. Oh, that's very interesting because I I know I've seen comments from Alan Dershowitz who said he thinks Trump's going to be convicted because it's in New York and it's just so biased. But you you actually are a little more optimistic. Well, I, I've known New Yorkers in the context of uh, dealing with actual crime, violent crime, and, you know, New York's a very liberal blue place, but you put 12 New Yorkers who are to take life seriously in a box and ask them to throw a dangerous person behind bars, and they'll do it. I, I wonder if they will uh, do the same here. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Um, I don't know. 
All I do know is it's a terrible indictment and it's an embarrassment for the office. And uh, it, on its face, it's just not a good indictment. John Zdrozny, he's with America First Legal. Uh, where can people find out more information about uh, your group? Well, thank you, Yaffe. Uh, anyone who wants to find out about anything we've done on these two issues or anything else, please come check us out at aflegal.org. That's aflegal.org. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. I know we'll talk to you again in the future. Thank you, Yaffe. Take care. You as well. So there you go. That's a big deal. I mean, it's possible from just looking at the documents that the Biden administration turned this into a criminal prosecution, pushed a Mar-a-Lago raid, and the question is why. The question is why. I think his theories are pretty good ones on why they decided to do this. The sponsor of this half hour, Regenesis Stem Cell Center. So as you all know, I'm a new homeowner, and that means I got to mow the lawn now. Yesterday, I had to mow the lawn. There was a time where mowing the lawn would really hurt my back the next day. I would be in a lot of pain the next day because of all my back issues. I'm sitting here right now. I have no back pain. That's got to be because of Regenesis Stem Cell Center. They can take away the pain once and for all. Their platelet procedures, their stem cell procedures have helped so many people, especially with knee pain. They deal with a lot of people who suffer from knee issues, and it's an easy process. You'll be back to work in no time. Get your energy back. Get your life back. Get the pain taken care of. This can all happen if you talk with Dr. Charles Lee at Regenesis Stem Cell Center. They're located on Whitesburg Drive in Huntsville. You can go to the website, find out more information, regenesisstemcell.com. Regenesisstemcell.com. When you call them, as always, you make sure to tell them Yaffe sent you. Back in a moment, you're in the Yaffe Program. The Yaffe Program. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.